Thank you for joining us for another episode of Can We Talk with Demi and Friends. Let's get ready for some good old-fashioned conversation. Today we have over a friend, but before we start talking and delve into our topic, let me tell you about our friend. Shanika Jenkins is a Christian. She's a wife and a mother. She's been married for 24 years and she is an Army veteran. She has over 14 years of experience in the mortgage industry. Her undergraduate degree is in business management from Virginia State University, and she has an MBA with a concentration in accounting from Keller Graduate School of Management. Shanika has a passion for personal finance, and she enjoys helping others pursue their financial freedom. She and I met while stationed in Seoul, Korea, about 16 years ago, and I'm so excited to have her here with us to share her wisdom and her passion for for finance. Um, Shanika, welcome and thank you for bringing your wisdom to Can We Talk with Demi and Friends. Thanks for having me, Demi. Appreciate it. I'm excited. I'm excited too. And it's so good to hear hear your voice and see your face, even though we're doing it via um, video. Um, But I'm so glad that we can connect in this way. Today's conversation is going to be about finances. And as I mentioned before, Shanika has uh, years of experience and she's going to bring so much wisdom to this conversation. I'm going to be taking notes and listening. Uh, So I advise you to grab a pen and a piece of paper, too, because this is a topic that we can all relate to, regardless of where we are uh, on our financial journey. Um, I believe finances rank high on the list of issues that people and couples have because of their spending habits. Uh, and a lot of couples, you know, sometimes their habits and their beliefs on spending, they, they could be very different, which can lead to a disconnect, sometimes uh, less harmony in the relationship. And it adds stress, you know, when you're when you're struggling and trying to make ends meet. Uh, or maybe they haven't even had a conversation about money or planning for the future, estate planning, the importance of insurance and, you know, making sure the family is taken care of in the event that uh, one, if not both parents are no longer there. So finances affect our lives in every different way, in so many different ways. So, um, Shanika, one thing I wanted to just start off by asking you is this. What's the first thing uh, when you talk to people, what's the first thing that someone asks you or that you would say to them when they come to you wanting to know about finances and getting out of debt? What's the first thing? Well, the, the first thing that I ask is, do you have a written budget? That's, that's baseline for me before I can even kind of get off into other conversations about investing or about life insurance or about anything else financial. The first question I ask is, do you have a written budget? In most instances, the response I get is no, that they don't have a specific monthly written budget. What they tend to have is they have an idea in their mind of um, what's coming in, what's going out, but they don't have a visual, definitive, written down budget that they can specifically say to me, this is how much money I have coming in a month. This is how much my expenses are. This is what I have going out. And this is what I'm left over with after all expenses are paid. So in most instances, there is no written budget. So I start with that question because before I can even um, start advising and trying to uh, set, uh, have them set goals, or figure mm-hmm. out uh, what their focus is going to be or what are the challenges that they're mm-hmm. facing, we can't get off into any of that without the budget being written first. So that is where I go to. That's my first go-to. And then mm-hmm. we can go from there, which for me is helping them to create the budget, explaining mm-hmm. to them the reasons for the budget. 
Okay. And that makes a lot of sense. And one thing that just stood out, well, two things stood out when you said, you know, having a written budget. Sometimes we just kind of like go with the flow with our budget. We know kind of like what we need to spend, what those monthly, you know, expenses are. But having it written down makes it very real, makes it very concrete. Um, and the second thing was, oh, it escapes, it escapes me for a moment, but when it comes back, well, you know, I, okay, I'm sorry. It came back. It sounds like too, when you're working with someone, this makes you kind of vulnerable because money is a touchy topic. It's a topic that people don't like to talk about. And quite often, sometimes people don't want to, um, ask, ask for help or seek help to get their finances in order. So it will require you if you're going to sit down with a financial manager uh, and you're asking them, what's your budget? Now they kind of like got to explode, uh, expose their habits of spending to you. Uh, so yeah. I never really thought about that. So what do you think about that? So here, here's what I think about that. It, um, finances are a touchy topic. Mm. And here, mm-hmm. here's why. Part of what makes it touchy is that if you didn't grow up in a household where finances were discussed openly, mm-hmm. you tend to follow that same blueprint where it's like, mm-hmm. hey, this is a private, this is a private topic. You mm-hmm. you know, they, they, they say to you straight up, you don't tell people how much money you make. Right. You, don't, you don't tell people if you're going through financial issues, you know, it's right. keep it hush, hush. This is not something that we are discussing. Mm-hmm. So the way that I try to, uh, you know, just bring it to a level of saying, listen, I can't help you if mm-hmm. I don't know what's really going on. Right. And if, okay. I, if you can't tell me what's really going on, then I can't make a, a proper assessment to say, hey, listen, these are some of the things that you can do to get your um, finances in order to set in place mm-hmm. to start getting on the goals that you um, that you have. So sometimes I tell people, listen, if you don't want to discuss specific numbers with me mm-hmm. from the onset, I'm okay with that because I can I can kind of go around it in the sense of saying, hey, let me give you an example of how you write your budget. And then okay. this is the homework I'm giving you. I'm, I'm going to have a, a, a very good discussion with them about budgeting and finances, the how to, I'm going mm-hmm. to give the blueprint and I'm going to tell them, Hey, this is your homework. Get your budget written, pull out your bills, look at your bank statements, know exactly what you have coming in and what you have going out. And oftentimes after we have that first conversation and they get comfortable with me and realize, listen, Mm -hmm. this is a conversation between me and you. It's not a conversation that's going out to anyone else. I want to help. I I want Mm -hmm. you to get on the good footing and and foundation that you need to be on um, so that finances are no longer a stressor for you. It's something that you can utilize to pursue your goals. Okay. Then oftentimes they they come to me just the next conversation is very, hey, listen, this this is what I'm working with. This is what mm-hmm. I have going on. What do you suggest and how can I uh, better get a hold of, of my financial situation? That's great. And as you were uh, sharing that, the thing that uh, so basically you're saying, you know, it starts out kind of touchy. But then once you build a rapport, you build that trust in the relationship, you know, that, hey. I'm here to help. Uh, You're extending the olive branch. If you want to take it, I'm here with you. I'm going to walk alongside of you in this journey. And then it definitely, I think now that brings more commitment to it. Um, So the first thing is a budget. So why is the budget so important? It's important for many, many reasons. So, and I I just shoot off a a few that that, uh, immediately come to mind for me. It maxes it maximizes every dollar mm-hmm. you earn. Okay. It is the foundation for everything else you desire to do financially. 
Because mm-hmm. if you don't know what you have left, and I don't want to call it to play with, but the bottom line is you don't know what you have left after all of your bills and expenses are paid. If you don't mm-hmm. know what you have left to be able to invest, mm-hmm. to be able to save, to be able to put towards a specific debt because your desire is to become uh, debt-free. Right. If you don't know the number, mm-hmm. it makes it very difficult for you to um, be strategic about mm-hmm. your financial plan because what you end up finding yourself doing is your focus will be in so many directions. So mm-hmm. you're like, oh, okay, I'm going to toss a little bit of money here. I'm going to toss a little bit of money wow. here. I'm going to toss a little bit here. But there is no strategic focus on wow. my focus right now is getting out of debt or my focus right now is getting my savings account to $5,000 so that then I can focus on paying down the debt. It has to be very strategic when it comes to your finances. Okay. The other thing that it does for you and why the budget is so important, it makes you aware of your impulsiveness. And mm. what I mean by that. <laughs> is a lot of us can have a tendency to do impulse buying. We, we, mm-hmm. It's like we see something on a commercial, we see something in the store, we're just picking things up, we're buying, and then we get home and, you know, a few days later, we um, that transaction, uh, you know, hits and everything, and then we're like, <laughs> oh, snap, you know, this is, wait a minute, you know, I, I should have thought this through a little bit more because if I had a plan, and I was right. okay with the amount that I was going to go spend, that would have been fine because it was already in my written budget. I know what I'm doing. I know what I'm going to have left. I, I set a, um, I, the budget is setting a, in, an amount. So that way you don't go, you don't exceed that amount. But when you do it the opposite way and you're very impulsive, that's when you find yourself in situations where then you don't have the money that you need for something that is a need versus a want. So you went out impulsively and did a want before you handled the, the first part of the budget, which is the need. You take care mm-hmm. of the need, the, the, the food, shelter, clothing, the four walls, you take care of those things first. And so when wow. you do things out of, out of order, um, you find yourself backtracking. Now you got to whip wow. out the credit card for the need, but you spent, the money on your debit card for the one. So it's, it's just wow. a lot of things with that. Um, you can, you can buy things without feeling guilty. That's mm-hmm. a, that's a big thing, you know, where you, you pick up something, you get home and you have buyer's remorse. Well, mm-hmm. you tend to not have that when you have the budget and you've already planned ahead for the month. This is what I'm spending. This is what I'm going to spend to go buy the shirt, or this is the amount I have in the budget for clothing or whatever the case may be then you tend to not have that feeling of guilt, you know, where you're okay. like, oh man, I really should not have bought that. And then the last thing I will say is um, budgeting will fund your goals faster. If you okay. budget and you have the blueprint and you know how much money you need, say for a vacation next year that you've just been wanting to take your kids on, let's just use Disney mm-hmm. as an example. Um, if, if you budget and you allocate specific amounts monthly or whatever the case for that mm-hmm. uh, vacation, you can, you can hit those goals faster if you have a budget, you have a blueprint. Wow. Okay. Yes. I think I have seen myself in definitely many of those different scenarios, especially um, the guilt part. Uh, and I'm like, did I really need that? And maximizing every dollar that, you know, that's just being smart. Like you say, you're being strategic about what you're going to spend it on because I've gone, listen, I'm not able to go to many places during, you know, while we're on lockdown and, you know, just protecting ourselves. But I tell you what, uh, me in the grocery store, I've been going and if I don't have a list, I'm going to come home with everything I don't need uh, and forgetting to purchase the things that I did need. So. Just having a budget in, you know, in the smallest of areas yes. uh, makes makes a big difference on uh, what you're spending and what you can save. Yes. So I definitely I, I, I see where that makes sense. Uh, and, you know, there's so much more to a budget than, you know, OK, I'm going to put aside this and put aside that. And like you said before, I need to get this much into my savings so then I can start paying off my debt. But and I know we're not even 
diving into this, but your debt is still growing because there's interest behind it. Correct. So, Correct. okay. It, it makes you think about what you're doing. Absolutely. A, a budget um, for someone who has not written down their budget. And then when they first write it down, I say, I tell them, write it in pencil. Why? Because it's, it's going to be a lot of erasing mm-hmm. and a lot of, you know, when you're trying to really nail down um, the first budget. What I mm-hmm. also find is it is oftentimes a shock. It's a shock when you, when you take what you got coming in and then you subtract what you got going out because now it's on paper and it's in your face mm. and you really have to come face to face with yourself, your spending habits, uh, your needs versus your wants. Uh, you oftentimes will have to make some decisions about what you are going to cut back on. And that can be a a difficult thing, you know, when you're used to a certain lifestyle and, you know, you're like, oh, you know, this is what I've been, how I've been doing things Mm -hmm. for so long. And when you have to really make those um, decisions about, okay, what am I going to sacrifice now? Because I know what the goal is, but I have to make some sacrifices to reach this savings goal. I got to make sacrifices to get these credit cards paid off. So then it really becomes a thing of you looking at you. And that can wow. often be a difficult thing, even with finances, when you have to look at yourself. Because here's the mm-hmm. bottom line. How you spend money says a lot about you. That That wow. is a key thing of being able to identify some um, your weaknesses, your strengths. Mm-hmm. Um, what is your reason, reasoning for purchasing the things that you purchase? Is it to look a certain way or is it? a thing where you have a deficit within yourself where you feel like, Hey, I got to have these external uh, material possessions to feel good about myself. It really makes Mm -hmm. you look at you. And that's a, that's a difficult thing to have to look at yourself and say, Hey, I got changes I have to make. Wow. So, and as you were saying that I said, okay, discipline, but at the same time, it can be emotional. Because now, like you said, you're taking a look. Okay, this is like, this is written down. I did this. It, it shows a track record. You know, it's behavioral. Yes. We can we can be emotional spenders. We can do it out of habit, out yes. of not knowing. And like you said, it, it makes you look at you. But so now we're looking at us. So yes. what do we do? Yes. We because, make, because, we gotta, because, mm-hmm. because with finances, it, it, it's true that there's a saying, a lot of financial advisors will say this, that finances are 80 cent behavior, 20% knowledge. And it's true because it, it, it's like you don't have to have a finance degree. You don't have to have an MBA to add and subtract. You, you, you get what right. I'm saying? Like, like this uh-huh. financial thing. The math of it is basic math. We're not getting into, you know, multiplication. We're not getting into fractions. You know, we don't have to get into, you know, quantitative methods. You know what I'm saying? It's it's very simplistic. (laughs) It's it's addition, subtraction, okay? Mm -hmm. But the reality of it is your behavior Mm -hmm. is the majority of it. Your behavior is what has you in the situations financially that you are in oftentimes, unless it was some type of, you know, just, uh, situation that occurred. Um, you mm-hmm. had a house fire, you know, situational. Right. Okay, we get that. Unforeseen Hard- financial things. Yes. hardships do come. We get that. But a lot of our financial um, hardships correlate to our behavior. Wow. That's true. I, I can definitely see that being, well, that's true. Not see that being, but yes. So what about, once you've gotten, you've written down the budget uh, and now you're starting to um, just notice the behavior, notice, the, you know, the past track record. What would be the next thing that we need? to do? So so here's the thing. You, you get the budget written down. And what I tell people is it's going to take you a good three months. OK. Before you really nail it down to where, like, I can write my budget now in five minutes for the month. Because mm-hmm. it, it's pretty consistent. You know, you do have your summer months maybe different a little bit than mm-hmm. your winter months. You know, you have different things that um, occur. However, once you get accustomed to the baseline of what your budget looks like, mm-hmm. the key thing 
is following it. So, so here's the thing. You can have, you, you can have the best budget written down. Yeah. You can, you can mm-hmm. be like, man, this looks really good. It looks good on paper. You know, like, like a basketball team looks really good on paper. It's like, right. oh, they got, they got the, the best stars. They got, you know, three of mm-hmm. the top 10 players in the league and they look mm-hmm. great on paper. Mm-hmm. But then when the season starts and they get the plan and there's no consistency and they lack defense, mm-hmm. Come on. Then you're like, oh <laughs> man, you guys look real good on paper, but you didn't. Mm-hmm. There's no follow through. Where, right. Where's the, where's no the follow through? Where Where is it? Where's the follow mm-hmm. through on this thing? So what I what I stress to people is, don't get discouraged. Like if you you know your first mm-hmm. month of budgeting, you fall off. You 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 spend something that you should not have spent. Mm-hmm. I stress to them, please don't give up. Pick back up the next month. Hey, mm-hmm. we we got to redo. Let's get this thing right. Because with anything, behavior, the more you do something, it just becomes second nature to you. And that, that's what budgeting becomes. It becomes okay. a habit. It, 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 if you do it consistently, it's habit forming. And that just becomes a way of life for you. So then mm-hmm. you're not so easily driven to just impulsively go buy something. You stop. You say, hmm, there go my budget. That's not in my budget. But I mm-hmm. want it to be in my budget. What do I have to do to be able to afford this, to put it in my budget? And what oh. am I going to sacrifice? I may have to not do something else in lieu of something that I want to do now that takes more of a priority at this present time. So it does take consistency. It takes time. Be patient with yourself. Don't, mm-hmm. you know, just give up after one month and say, oh, no, you know what? This, this budget thing is not for me. The tendency to just want to give up is because you don't like what you see. But okay. you don't like what you see, but you're also not willing to do the work for mm. what you see to look different. Mm. <laughs> so you mean if I want to lose 10 pounds, just hoping about it, uh, it's not going to come off. It's, it's, it's not. It's not going to work. OK. Now, now you can buy you can buy the fruit. You can buy the vegetables. <laughs> you can buy all the healthy stuff, but it sits mm-hmm. in your refrigerator and you didn't make a meal from it. But you want to mm-hmm. lose the weight. Mm hmm. Okay. Makes no. sense. Makes sense. Finances is the same way. You got it written okay. down, but mm-hmm. are you tracking your spending? Hmm. Okay. You know what? I, I also picked up uh, what you just said. Um, you see something, but that's not in the budget, but I want to get it in my budget. I never heard it really said that because I think we kind of like go back to our impulsiveness and we were like, well, it's not in my budget, but I really want it. So speak to how you add that to your budget, you know, or or do you just really evaluate? Do I need this? First, first of all, it's an evaluation of is this just something that I'm just emotionally driven to do at this okay. moment? But mm-hmm. two days from now, I regret it because it really mm-hmm. was not of importance okay. in it. And it really did not hold any value. To, okay. to begin with. So you definitely, when I say get it in your budget, you may not be able to put it in your budget unless you remove something else from your budget is what I'm getting, okay. getting at. You, you may have, you may want the purse, but that, that but that means you can't do something mm-hmm. else. You have mm-hmm. to say, okay, I'm I, it's not in here. I want it in here, but I'm going to have to sacrifice something else to get it. And it, okay. here, here's an important thing about, about finances. And I, I talk to my sons about this all the time. Delayed gratification. That's a hard thing. That's a hard <laughs> thing. And the younger wow. you are, most times it's even harder, you know, the mm-hmm. younger you are. But delayed gratification, the, the mm-hmm. idea that, you know, but it took me a little bit to get something that I really wanted which means mm-hmm. you should appreciate it a lot more than if mm-hmm. you just keep charging things on your credit card with no conscience of how this is going to mm-hmm. affect you a year from now because you're still paying interest on whatever it is you went and purchased. Delayed mm-hmm. gratification. You have to wow. get a hold of being impulsive and you have to learn self-control. That, mm-hmm. That's something that wow. I drive home a lot when I talk to people about their finances. Self-control. Why? Because self-control or the lack of it spills over to other areas of your life. If you lack self-control with your finances, oftentimes Mm -hmm. there are other areas in your life that lack self-control. Yes. So true. So so finances can be a great help 
Mm -hmm. uh, to a person in the sense of getting some other things in your life in order. Mm -hmm. It, It can be a help to that. Absolutely. I'm sitting here and I'm, it's like, which as you're talking, you're drawing a picture for me because I look at how we started talking with our children very early and they are, they're, they're good savers. My daughter, she invests. My son, uh, we tease him about being tight on money, but he is a good saver. And one thing that we used to do, he used to love Legos and uh, what was it? The Nerf guns. So whenever we would go into the PX or whatever store he wanted (laughs) to, he had to go by and visit the toy section. And so I got a little smart with him. I said, listen, I'm not going to be buying this boy a toy every time. He wasn't the type of kid that fell out, but I knew when I would take him to the store with me, he was going to ask for something. So what I started doing was I said, let me take a picture of it and let me think about it. So his new thing was whenever we would go back, mom, can you take a picture of this? And so what I learned to do was reward him sparingly, not every new Nerf gun, not every new set of Legos, but every now and then. And, you know, so it gave me an idea for birthday gifts, for Christmas gifts. But uh, it definitely shapes how he saves money now. And now he's getting interested in investing because he sees, you know, oh, okay, my sister, you know, she's doing it. You know, maybe this is smart. And so we have those conversations about finances. So he knows that I can't just put my money uh, under my mattress and expect for it to grow. So. I I definitely I I see that, you know, like I said, it was just you were drawing a picture for me as far as just um, sharing what that budget does and, you know, delayed gratification. So it's worth it because I figure it's like this. If you you save now, you work now, you can do what you want to do later. Yes, you can can do a Mm -hmm. whole lot of things later. Uh Um, And and that that's the. Um, the reward of it. Um, Being a good steward um, over your finances is rewarding. Um, It also sets you up and allows you the freedom to be able to help other people more because you freed yourself of the burdens Mm -hmm. of uh, the credit card debt, the car payment. You know, you're freeing Mm -hmm. yourself of these things that kind of keep you bound um, in, in a sense because you're like, well, I can't, I can't go on vacation because I got these car payments and I got, mm-hmm. you know, so, so many expenses. And it's like, okay, once you start trimming those things away, it's very, it's, it's, it's very freeing for, for you. Um, debt is not, um, it's not your friend. Now, now I do right. understand that, um, you know, there's some things that we go into debt for because mm-hmm. some things, the, the amount, for example, in a house, a house most of us can't mm-hmm. just go buy a house flat out. But the great thing about a home is that it increases in value. But what right. we have to stop doing is buying these depreciating uh, things, you know, um, mm-hmm. that depreciate uh, rapidly. And right. it's not helping us to uh, build or sustain wealth. It, it's, it's, it's just not. And so we just have to get um, a different mindset about mm-hmm. finances. And if we take a holistic approach and really see mm-hmm. the importance of how the way we spend money and the way we do things, how it affects our children, how right. um, those open discussions in the household about finances and about responsibilities and what it takes to maintain and live. Cause some, some kids, they don't, they have no idea um, what parents are dealing with and contending mm-hmm. with to provide what they provide for their kids. Absolutely. It needs to be those transparent conversations like, Hey, listen, um, this is real deal here. You know, this, this yes. is a lot of sacrifice on our end, sacrificing our mm-hmm. time, going to work. You know, we all don't yes. always feel like going, getting up in the morning and, 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 and going to work. Um, right. However, we got things that we got to take care of mm-hmm. and responsibilities. And so we make it happen. But Absolutely. kids need to have a realistic um, expectation because when they mm-hmm. get out here on their own, mm-hmm. life is going to hit them in the face and it's going to hit them quick. And so it's better for, <laughs> us as parents to kind of prep them as best as we can for the realities of life and finances are one of those realities of life. 
Mm-hmm. Young people, it's called adulting. <laughs> it's going to happen. Yes. It's going to happen. Keep living as old folks used to tell us. Ooh, keep living, baby. My husband baby. says that all the time. He's like, just, just, keep, just keep on living. Just keep just on living. Keep and I'm like, living. yes, because it's a lot mm-hmm. that goes into this thing. You know, you, you're, you're good to go because you're driving mom and dad's uh, third vehicle. But right. you're not concerned with the maintenance on it and everything mm-hmm. that goes with, you know, goes with it. But when you get right. grown and you start having to adult, it, it, yes. it gets real quick. Absolutely. Absolutely. And uh, I, you know, I think a lot of times my husband and I, we've had this conversation is like when, when young people leave from their parents' house, they don't want to start at a, you know, on a studio flat, you know, where everything is in one or two spaces. Nope. They want to uh, have the same thing that it took you uh, 30, 40 years to build. Listen. And yeah. Listen. <laughs> I, I, I say that all the time. I'm like, you're looking at me and my husband 24 years in. That's a lot of building right. blocks. That's, that's yes. a, lot of, a, lot of, a lot of sacrifice of uh, 24 years. So don't expect mm-hmm. to have this level at 21. Mm-hmm. Right, right. That, should, and that shouldn't you, be the expectation. Right. You know, if it is good for you, but if not, have some work ethics. Because if it does come at 21, you need to maintain it. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yes. So yes, and there's yeah. a lot to maintain. It's a lot mm-hmm. to maintain, and if you don't have your finances in order and have some, some good go. understanding um, mm-hmm. of your finances, you will have something today, and it'll be gone tomorrow. There you go. There you go. So wisdom, wisdom, wisdom. and finances. Yes. And th- and that's what we're talking about now. And I'm so enjoying this conversation. And I know it can it can branch off into different areas, but I want us to stay right here on our budget because it, you know, it affects every area of life. The more I'm sitting here talking, I'm like, wow, you know, I'm just thinking about how I left home and the things that I didn't know, I thought I knew and just had no respect for my finances whatsoever. And, and they didn't respect me back either. So (laughs) they did for me what I did to them. They were not there most of the time. Right. Uh, So, um, we're writing a budget and we're looking at like the base budget. So what would be next after we've written the budget, we've written it in pencil, we've looked at ourselves and all of that. So, so once you got it written down, money in, money out. So you got mm-hmm. your sources of income, all of the income you have coming in, and then you have mm-hmm. all of your expenses, what's going out. Then you're going to evaluate where you where you stand. This is where you trim some things from your budget. So, for example, okay. sometimes I have advised people, "Hey, cut the cable. Cable can be very expensive. Just stick with Netflix. Mm-hmm. Keep your internet, but get rid of the 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 direct TV, the cable. Let's just see mm-hmm. what we can trim some things to free up some some money so you can work on your emergency fund right. or work on um, uh, paying off a specific debt or credit cards." Mm-hmm. So that that's a, a key thing is the evaluation. Then as you're going through the month, so this is your first month of budgeting, you're going to track your spending. You're also mm-hmm. going to set some financial goals. So that's one thing that I that I tell them to do. I said, hey, I need you to write down. Why? Because when you have it written down, mm-hmm. I, I tell people get a book. I say, hey, get your financial goals book. It can be just a notebook. And mm-hmm. let's use that for this year. You know, 2021, that's that's jot things down, let's make notes of things. Because then when we get to December 2021, we should be mm. looking back to January 2021 and we should see something different. We, we right. should see a <sighs> difference in our, our level of our emergency fund or whatever the goals are that we have. We should see some progress. So that's where the tracking of the spending comes in and set financial goals. And then, okay. of course, sticking to the plan. So mm-hmm. here, here, here's some budget tips that I normally shoot out to those who are just trying to get their feet wet with the whole budget. And I tell them, gather all your bills, write down the due date of each bill to determine which paycheck will be used to pay it. Mm-hmm. Remember to include the quarterly or semi-annual bills. You will budget for those monthly to avoid significant increases in your budget when they are due. Because if you have something that's due every three months, it's better to chop it and and put it in your budget monthly and then you have that money sitting there in your account for when that bill becomes due versus all of a sudden your April bills have skyrocketed in comparison mm-hmm. to what your January or your February bills were. You, you see it shoot up because it's the quarterly bill or your semi-annual bill 
that to do. Okay. If you mm-hmm. if you break it down on a monthly basis, it makes it more uh, tolerable. It it, mm-hmm. it it makes it something that you can manage better because you're okay. like incrementally saving for that bill that you know is going to come due. So that's wow. another uh, budget tip. Um, uh, we already discussed about writing it in pencil. And mm-hmm. the whole big thing that I tell people, take care of your four walls first, because if you're in a situation where um, you're operating at a deficit right now, meaning mm-hmm. um, some situations have happened. We saw a lot of that last year um, mm-hmm. with COVID, where people lost their jobs or right. um, receiving unemployment, whatever these different situations that, mm-hmm. that can occur. Um, you always have to make sure you have the right focus, which is, hey, I need to take care of my food, shelter, transportation, and clothing. Needs versus right. my wants. Okay. If you're in a situation of operating at a deficit, there's definitely things that's going to have to go. There's things that's going to have to be cut. The cable, you might have to trim the cell phone bill. You might have to trim some you know, specific things that you don't really want to, but you have to mm-hmm. in the meantime until you get on a better financial um, footing. Um, here's another thing that I, that I tell, um, people to do. Um, if you're paid bi-weekly, I tell mm-hmm. them that's 26 checks per year. I tell them mm-hmm. budget as if you're paid semi-monthly, if you can. So you budget as if you get two checks a month, 24 checks per year. You will mm-hmm. end up with two extra paychecks per year that can go towards your financial goals, paying off a of debt, vacation savings. Now, I've been doing this for years. I mean, like many, many years I've been doing this. Um, we get paid bi-weekly. We both work for the federal government. And mm-hmm. I budget on a first and 15th basis because of military. Mm-hmm. I was just accustomed to the military yes. lifestyle, first yes. and 15th. Mm-hmm. And I carried that over, even though now we get 26 paychecks a year instead of 24. What mm-hmm. I found is that when it comes to the vacations or it comes to the specific um, goals that we have written for the year, for 2021, mm-hmm. what our goals are. I already know in the back of my mind, we have two paychecks each mm-hmm. a year that can help fund those specific financial goals. And that's help fund them, funding them outside of just what's left in our monthly budget that we already mm-hmm. have, you know, planned. Wow. So that is something that I stress to people. And it takes, it takes some, um, it takes discipline to to do mm-hmm. that, um, you know, to, to say, hey, you know what, I'm going to budget on 24, which means you're budgeting, you're operating off of less money um, mm-hmm. a month. But that's fine because you got those two paychecks that really help uh, just give you some some peace of mind, so to speak, because mm-hmm. you know you have that built in buffer, so to speak, um, there. So I do recommend wow. that. Wow. Absolutely. I love that. That is an amazing idea. And it reminds me of um, the sergeant that we knew since we're talking about, you know, the first and the 15th, you know. Mm -hmm. Uh, So there is a sergeant. He got he went all the way up to the ranks as um, sergeant major E9. But he did not. So he lived he decided to live on his E6 pay and he did not spend any of his money that he got. Or, you know, the increase from being promoted to E9. And I'm like, and you said discipline, discipline, but that is so smart because when you can fund your lifestyle on a certain budget, then the rest should be saved or, you know, just it's put surplus. away. It's surplus. Yeah, absolutely. It's a surplus. That is, and, and like I said, it takes discipline because here's why. The tendency we we are a we are consume we we consume that that's just the mm-hmm. American way we're like we get paid we spend yes. we, we we see something we go grab it we we don't think we just do 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 and then mm-hmm. we work hard we work overtime we work you know why we work mm-hmm. overtime to make more money to do more to spend wow. more and mm-hmm. when you get to the level of having the discipline to say you know what pause. Mm-hmm. I need to do this totally different. I don't need to do what everyone else is doing. Mm-hmm. I need to set me and my family on a different trajectory. We, we, we're going in a different way. Mm-hmm. And that is good that he uh, made the decision, hey, these pay increases, I'm not going mm-hmm. to. What we tend to do is improve our lifestyle. Yes. With, it, with these, each pay raise, we improve our lifestyle is more mm-hmm. it's more right and it's mm-hmm. like no but but you can be satisfied with mm-hmm. less 
it, it doesn't require having more things to mm-hmm. be content, you know? Right. Being content is, is a key part of mm-hmm. finances. It's a key part right. of being disciplined because if you are mm-hmm. content with what you have, everything mm-hmm. that you see with your eyes don't automatically pull and draw you right. to do things and make financial decisions that are not wise. Mm-hmm. So that is very important. I, I often tell people when they say they got a pay raise, I say, hey, listen, continue to live on what, what you've been living on. But mm-hmm. that additional money, don't don't spend it. Right. Increase your TSP contribution or, or your 401k mm-hmm. contribution. Increase mm-hmm. it by that amount. That would be right. your pay raise. Why? Because you're going to save more for later. We, we don't think right. enough about later down the road. We're, we're mm-hmm. just consuming everything that we have now. And then we're going to find ourselves in our 60s wishing, yes. wishing that we had we made some yeah. key decisions many, many, many years ago. Many mm-hmm. years ago. And I right. tell people in their 20s, I'm like, listen, this is the time to, to nail this stuff down. Mm-hmm. You, you in your 20s, yes. you're 21. Get get some wisdom about you now, because 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 when yeah. you hit, you got you got forty years, Lord willing. Okay, if if, if mm-hmm. God says so, and you live to, right. to reach your sixties, you had forty years of being able to invest, save, do the things that you need to do, so you don't have the financial concerns that right. other people may have because they didn't prayer uh, prepare. Right, right. You got you got you got to prepare for these things. Wow, that's. You know what? If you don't get anything else out of what we're talking about right now, that is key because I think, you know, with increase and, you know, it's a mindset and we want to a lot of time we live our lives out loud for the public to to keep up with. You know, they used to say I'm not going to even mention names. They used to say keep up with the Joneses, but now yep. it's the this and the that and everything else yeah, that's on reality else. TV. But <laughs> we we tend to fund our lives with every dime that comes in. And another thing that you mentioned was the four walls. You got to protect your house. That's it. You got to protect your house and a strong and what we say the foundation. The foundation is the first part and the strongest part. So getting these key, you know, key, you know, things as far as what we're going to put in the foundation, how we're going to build a structure there you and go. keep it and keep it fortified. There you go. So, wow. It's it's key. It is key it's, and um like I said finances it is a difficult conversation. It's a touchy mm-hmm conversation but it is a necessary conversation so necessary necessary we have to start being more open um in these discussions and that don't don't mean you divulge everything to everyone telling them uh how much money you make that's not what i'm saying having Mm -hmm. financial conversations doesn't mean you have to divulge um the amount right you know i don't necessarily Mm -hmm. have to divulge the amount to my kids of mm-hmm. what we make and what we know, but I can, right. I can teach them some key financial principles. Right. And Definitely. the thing that, the thing that you know that they don't know is like, you've been down that part of the, that stretch of the highway that they're starting to go down. And so we can help you with some potholes and some, you know, some winding situations if you want to take it. And another thing that just came to mind, you know, um, Right now, with us still being in the in the COVID era, you know, we're going to be receiving. Well, this is the time of year for taxes, tax refunds and the stimulus, the stimulus checks coming in. So if you can garner any tips as far as what um, what's been shared, please do so. And the one thing that I do not negate is this. I know people might. You know, everybody's at different uh, stages uh, in their finances. And, you know, it's not to say that we just say we don't know where you're coming from. Listen, I didn't work three jobs. I've worked three jobs at one time and still and of all of those three jobs still did not accumulate even like a close to a thousand dollars. But, you know, 
you know, I'm working harder because that's what, for one, that's, that was the job that I could get at age, what was I, 20, college dropout and all that. But don't think that people don't know where you are. Making one small change and adjustment, even in how you think about it and what you're going to do with, you know, with the money once you receive it. I'm like, that that makes a difference. And like you said, when you write it down and you go from January back and then down to December, there should be a there should be a shift where you see mm, June. June was looking, you know, it was coming together in June. I can see the difference. I, I made just an adjustment and using my debit card because I was using my debit card like it was a credit card. I stopped using my debit card and I would get the cash. And then at the end of the month, I had more money in my account than I would have had by just so liberally just swiping my debit card. So, no, Mm-mm. you spend so. you spend different when you're when you're using cash. So um, mm-hmm. uh, we would do a thing called um, the cash envelope system. And mm-hmm. so uh, for our spending money, our individual spending money, we will withdraw the cash and that's what, that's what we had. And we had a little envelope and we, you could jot down on the envelope mm-hmm. what you spent, you know, that was a way for us. Um, when we were really, really starting out to nail down, um, mm-hmm. uh, getting a hold of our finances, that, that was what we did. I withdrew cash for the grocery bill. Mm-hmm. Um, I even got to a point where, and then this, this is funny, but even with the groceries, um, you know, the little, the little um, ticker that they use in church or even at the games to yes. count the counter, uh-huh. right? Uh-huh. Um, I had bought a three pack of those from Amazon. And uh, for a period of time, you know, I, I, for grocery shopping, if something was a dollar eighty nine, I hit the clicker twice, which kind of rounds uh-huh. up a little bit for, for tax. And that uh-huh. kind of let me know if I was on track while I was in the grocery store to stay within the um, the budgeted amount that I said I was going to spend. So say I say I'm spending $200. I, mm-hmm. I knew and, and I had to make decisions like, am I going to, I'm getting close to my, my amount. Right. Am I going to pick this up this week or, you know, or am I going to hold off? And um, right. it really changed um, even the, the grocery budget, you wow. know? So that, that, that was something that I did um, for, for a good period of time. This seems funny, you know. I'm in the store; they probably wondering what no. she in here clicking, you know. But it kept it kept me on track, um, mm-hmm. kept me within the budgeted amount that I um, desired to spend wow. um, at the grocery store, and it mm-hmm. helped trim down um, our grocery budget. Had the right. had the list, knew what I was, you know, coming in here for. Mm-hmm. Didn't get sidetracked by just picking up whatever my eyes see as I'm, you know, going down the aisle. Um, yeah, gave it a lot more uh, purpose and intention about how right. I was even spending just on groceries. Wow. Everything become it it gets now in your front frontal view because now you're aware the behavior has changed. You're not being as impulsive and, and you're just, you know, you're mindfully mindful of what you're doing. Absolutely. Wow. Absolutely. And that that is what changes. Um, the direction that you go to in regards to your finances. It, it, wow. you, can, you can see a change within three months if you, mm-hmm. if you follow uh, mm-hmm. the budget, if you follow mm-hmm. it and you make the necessary sacrifices. And I tell people, you know, some of these sacrifices that you're making, it's not that this is a permanent sacrifice you're having to make. This right. isn't, sometimes it's just an in the meantime sacrifice for example, cutting the cable. It's just an in the meantime. Why? Because I want mm-hmm. to pay off this credit card that is eating right. me alive in interest. I right. want this gone. And you know what? Even though, like you just said, but you know what? I think once you get a good result from something, that's the thing that you implement. Yes. That's what you implement. And you're at a, now you're in a position to where, like you said, okay, I don't have to wait if I need to, you know, get away for the weekend. And I don't have to go rent a car or use a credit card or anything like that. Um, I've planned for it. I've been disciplined. I can do it. And that's not to get negate anything that someone else's that someone else might do. But for me, as for me in my house, this is there, what works there you go. For, for me. There you go. So, wow. And I and I um 
I, I do uh, what is called YNAB. You need a budget. It's mm-hmm. an app. It's a budgeting mm-hmm. app. There's different budgeting apps. There's every dollar. Um, for those of us that are more tech driven, you know, mm-hmm. that like to have it at our fingertips, there's Mint. Um, I've tried every dollar. My favorite is YNAB, which is you need mm-hmm. a budget. What I love about it is that <laughs> it's web-based, but it also has the app for it. So mm-hmm. me and my husband can see in real time any changes and what we've done. So if I set a certain amount for the grocery budget and then I go mm-hmm. into Walmart, get some groceries, and then I put the entry transaction mm-hmm. in, and then he can see in real time how much money we have remaining for the right. grocery budget, you know? So okay. it, it is a great, I, I would I would say check out YNAB. They're on Facebook. They're on all the social media mm-hmm. platforms. They have numerous YouTube videos. They do a... Um, a 30-day trial, a free trial uh, for someone to try it. I tell people about it. I'm like a mm-hmm. YNAB junkie. Um, and a lot of my friends have gotten on it as well. Um, mm-hmm. It can change your life as far as your finances go because you have your budget at with you at all times. We're always, we got these phones with mm-hmm. us all the time. Well, I got my budget with me at all times. I got my budget wow. visible with me at all times. So you can't say, well, can I afford this? Or what? Mm, no, nah, you, know. you know, you know, listen, <laughs> listen, we, we, we know without a doubt if we, if, yes. if, uh, if, if we can afford something, we know without mm-hmm. a doubt if it's in the budget, me and my husband mm-hmm. know without a doubt, cause it's right there. Right. He can go in there and look and he sees the different entries and he sees the categories and he mm-hmm. knows, uh, clearly, okay, this is how much we, right. <laughs> this is how much we have left. <laughs> right. And if it's going to be, uh, a, in that price range to where you said, is this in my budget or can I afford this? My prop, my answer to myself would be like, no, if you got to, you know, ponder over it. No. Right. And right. so it's YNAB. That's Y. YNAB. Yep. Y-N-A-B. Yep. Okay. You need you a budget. You need a budget. <laughs> you need a budget. YNAB. And, and, listen, all right. we, and we all need a budget. It don't yes, matter. Do. Even the wealthy, you know, rich, mm-hmm. rich people have yes. budgets. Rich people, that's, yes, how, that's, how, that's how they keep that's how they keep their wealth. <laughs> there you go. Being smart about it. Oh yes. goodness. Okay, so we got and that shouldn't be a surprise to us, you know, to have an app for we have oh, an app yeah. for everything else. We got apps so. for everything. Okay. So um what other recommendations? Are there any books, any videos? But you know, all this good information you didn't get, you know, you've supplied us here today. Y'all need to go back, hit rewind on this, listen to it two, three, four times, okay? <laughs> some life nuggets have come across this conversation today. As far as book recommendations, I, I am an avid reader. Um, mm-hmm. I, re- I read a lot. I read a lot. So um, I got three. Um, the first one is The T- Total Money Makeover by Dave Ramsey. Excellent mm-hmm. book. The other one is The Millionaire Next Door by Thomas Stanley. And I would say that is probably for me right now. I've read that book three times. That's probably my number wow. one favorite uh, reality check book. Um, mm-hmm. when, when I need a reality check, a refresher, mm-hmm. I, I even need refreshers. When I need a okay. refresher and something to get me back in the zone, back mm-hmm. on the right track, refocus, refresh, renew mm-hmm. my mind, make me go I got this. Yes. I can do it. Okay. That's the millionaire next door because what it shows in that book love that. is that you don't have to uh, be a superstar artist, basketball mm-hmm. player or anything like that to accumulate wealth. It literally wow. has to do with your spending habits, how you turn around and make wise investments as far as retirement stocks and different things of that nature. Um, one of the key professions that end up retiring what, what we call a millionaire. Being a millionaire is really on paper being a millionaire has to do with mm-hmm. how much money you have, your assets, minus mm-hmm. your liabilities. And one of the key professions that people will be shocked that What's make that? up that as far as having a, a retirement portfolio and total assets and everything of being a real millionaire are teachers. Wow. Yeah. I know I've been saying wow a lot, but that's yeah. amazing. It, it, that's interesting. Teacher, yeah, you wouldn't it, it, think listen, that. It's not, it's not your lawyers. It's not your doctors. 
Mm-hmm. It's not, listen, it's not those that you would think, because here's why. Oftentimes with the more prestigious um, uh, industries and, and uh, uh, job professions, mm-hmm. with those professions comes a lot more ex- expectations of how of your lifestyle let me put it that way mm-hmm. there's more of an mm-hmm. expectation that you have the bmw there's more of an expectation that the doctor has mm-hmm. the uh, million dollar house there's more mm-hmm. of an expectation that they are uh they got on the thousand dollar suit you understand what mm-hmm. i'm saying because yes. there, there is a certain projection mm-hmm. that they are supposed to be emitting to everyone mm-hmm. because they are a lawyer or because they are a doctor and so okay. they can tend to oftentimes get caught up in the external mm-hmm. because you because you should show you we should be able to clearly know you're a doctor. Mm-hmm. We should be able to clearly know you're a lawyer. You know mm-hmm. that that's your profession. Why? Because we're looking at your car. We're looking right. at your house. These are the expectations that society has. Of you. Oh, there's a lot of expectations that society has. Mm-hmm. Yes, mm-hmm. you got to have the the expensive golf club membership. Why? Because you're yes. you're affiliated within this this profession mm-hmm. and this this group, and that's mm-hmm. kind of the expectation. That book is excellent. The, the Millionaire, Millionaire Next Door Ex- by Thomas okay. Stanley. Excellent okay. book. The other book is Love Your Life, Not Theirs by Rachel Cruz. Okay, that's, an- that's another good one because that is a reality check on contentment. Okay. Yes. Because we, instead of looking at what everybody else is doing, focus on and be grateful for the lifestyle that God has blessed you with. Come on now. I have two of these books on my bookshelf already. So I need to go and get a Rachel Cruz book. Mm-hmm. And I know that would definitely, where you, when you were saying sometimes, you know, even when you have the wisdom about it, you need to be refreshed. So that's smart because you're taking care of yourself when you do that. You're building yourself, you're growing and you know, you're just checking back in when I love reading, I love learning something new and I, I'm looking forward to uh, just delving into these. Now, three of the books you mentioned, I only read one, but I know my husband has the other um, two of these three books. So okay, uh, I look forward to reading those. Yes. Uh, so. Do that. The Millionaire Next Door is a gem. That mm-hmm. that book is a gem. It really is. That's that's amazing. So I have so had so much fun. Who knew uh <laughs> having a budget would wow, it's just it's the things that you don't talk about yep. that that really says, Okay, I I can implement this or I've been doing this a little wrong. Or not necessarily wrong, but hmm, I can I can implement those things and see those changes because I look forward to seeing those changes. And for me, again, to uh, put my debit card back in my wallet because I haven't been doing that. You know, during COVID, they were saying we'd rather you use your card uh, instead of cash and all of that mm-hmm. because, you know, and this time last year, there were so many different things yes. telling us, you know, about the, you know, the spread yes. of the virus. But wow, I am. I have so enjoyed this conversation. I think the hardest thing about doing it is just getting started. It is. Uh, just doing it uh, and being disciplined. It is. And and like you said before, when people come, if you're asking, you know, for help, being vulnerable in those areas. Now, uh, one thing that we didn't talk about uh, and sometimes people go to other people to get, help them get out of debt. What do you think? I'm not saying, I don't know what my thoughts are about that. I've, I used to see them advertised a lot. Um, I used to work for this credit card company and they used to do balance transfers all the time, taking the high debt from this and that. And so there are different ways, of course, how you can do it. Or one thing that was really popular a couple of years ago, and I think people are still doing it is when they, um, debt consolidation. Debt consolidation, but it's no about getting the the FICA scores up. Um, I, I get what you're saying. Where, where where you go to someone to try to have them fix your credit? Yes. Yeah, yes. I, ha- I have my views um, on the whole credit thing. Um, mm-hmm. And part of my view on it 
um, is that in order to have a good credit score, okay, let's just let's just be realistic here about mm-hmm. credit and what it means. Your credit score has to do with debt. It has to do mm-hmm. with how you manage debt. And mm-hmm. so I've really gotten to a place um, for me and my husband to a place we, we do have excellent credit scores. However, I'm not concerned about the credit score per se. You know, we, we own our, we have a home. Um, I understand when people who are just now getting ready to try to purchase a home and how credit score driven everything is that, that is our society. That is the Mm -hmm. the makeup of how things are, where you're evaluated based on your credit score. So I understand the importance of the score. So I'm not discounting that. But right. what I what I am going to say is that it's sad that it's so debt driven. Meaning, in order for you to have a a good score, you have to have mm-hmm. a certain number of trade lines on your credit score, which on your credit report, which means you had to go into a certain amount of debt and show that you can manage that debt in order mm-hmm. to be able to purchase the home that you want. Because now you got the scores to to go with it. So I am not a fan of the credit the credit score thing. Um, Mm -hmm. But I do understand that we have to play the game that is laid out for us to play. So I don't Mm -hmm. like the game that's being played, but it is what it is. Um, I do believe that you can, you can work on uh, improving and fixing your credit score yourself. You, you don't Mm -hmm. need to go to a credit um, place that's saying, Hey, pay me $40 or a subscription or whatever monthly. And I'm going to help you, uh, rebuild mm-hmm. your credit or fix your credit. You can do these things yourself. Um, mm-hmm. When you have derogatory credit collections, um, charge-offs, different things of that, that nature, you're able to reach out to that specific creditor yourself to work with them to either get something mm-hmm. totally removed from your um, credit report or to say, hey, I'm going to settle this for an amount less than what is owed. But if I pay you this amount to clear it, the agreement needs to be in writing to them uh, back and forth between you and, and that um, credit agency that they will mm-hmm. remove it, not just show it as paid for less than, you know, right. you want it removed mm-hmm. so that it no longer is hindering your credit score. So I am not a fan of credit repair um, agencies. I'm agencies, not, I, yes. I just feel uh-huh. like we, we, you, 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 you did what well, you, did whatever that caused you to get into this situation. Mm-hmm. And I believe that you'll be better for it if you do the work yourself to get yourself out of the situation versus trying right. to take the easy, what you may think is the easier route. But um, it really is not that difficult for you to handle yourself versus paying someone else. So you're dishing out mm-hmm. money for something that you can do um, yourself. Right. So I that's, agree. that's where I, I am on that, on the credit. Right part the credit score part absolutely i agree uh i agree too and um i just i would say to um our you know our listeners just you know be wise in the things that you do um and read research don't do it just because someone else is saying hey this works for me because at the end you know at the end of the day you have to do what works best for you your household absolutely so if your journey you know, it's different. Let it be different, but be smart about it. Absolutely. That's, and, and, that's and, if, and if you feel like you don't have the time, because it, it would mm-hmm. require some time on your part, you know, to write mm-hmm. the letters or uh, correspond and make the phone calls. And maybe mm-hmm. you, you know, maybe you are just in a situation where you're working overtime, you're bogged down, you don't have time. And then if you choose to go that route to use mm-hmm. a credit re- um, repair agency, then that's, that's your prerogative and your choice. You know, you're, you're paying a fee. Um, Mm -hmm. nobody's out here doing that stuff for free. You know, you're going to pay a fee. It's going to cost you. So you just have to weigh and ask yourself, is it worth the cost or can I use that, utilize that money for something else? And I, I do the work necessary. I write up the letters and send them off or I Mm -hmm. get online and, um, you know, go onto the, uh, Experian or, you know, any of the credit places you're allowed to, uh, you know, make, uh, request to say that you want something removed from your credit report. So, you know, you can do those things. A lot of stuff can be done, done online now. Um, mm-hmm. So it, it's just a matter yeah. of, of what you're, you know, what you have time to do and what you're willing to do. All right. Well, 
the first thing we need to do is start a budget. Right, yeah. right. Yeah. We can't do nothing else without. We can't do nothing else without the budget. Have a budget. We, yeah, <laughs> we can't. We can't talk about investment. We we can't right. talk about um, how am I going to pay off this debt and what priority right. uh, do I need know. to to do yeah. or how do I get out of debt? How do I prioritize what debt I'm paying off first or whatever? We can't get mm-hmm. there if we don't know what you're working with to be able to do those um, other financial things. So the budget is is number one. Okay. Well, listen, I want to tell you, this has been the best conversation I've had about finances ever. Uh, and that does not negate what my husband talks about. Wise man, wise man. Uh, but I have had so much fun just uh, having this talk. And I appreciate you coming online, coming to Can We Talk with Demi and Friends. Uh, I hope that everyone has just really received some nuggets. Again, go ahead. Hit repeat, share it, write down some things. If you have any questions, I'm going to have my email in here and we can shoot those questions to Shanika. And let me tell y'all, she's passionate. Her face lights up. And this is, you know, just so she can see, you know, it's about like reaching once you get to a place and you can look back and reach down the ladder and bring somebody else up because you don't want to get to a place in where you see your friends and see everybody else doing things in a way to where you might be able to improve or, or just offer help. So I appreciate you coming to offer us some help and I'm going to get back on track myself. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. I, I love talking about finances. I, I talk about it a lot. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. So Listen, guys, um, thanks for joining us for this episode of Can We Talk with Demi and Friends and our friend today was uh, Shanika. Now, this is not her first time. She's not just going to come and tell us about a budget. We're going to have her back later to tell us what's next. So stay tuned for that conversation and uh, be sure to like, share and subscribe. Invite friends. Invite friends to come on over and listen to Can We Talk with Demi and Friends so we can have some good old conversations. You can also see us um, on our social media outlets. Follow us on Instagram at Miss Demi underscore. Wait a minute. Let me give that to you again. At Miss underscore Demi zero three. Still getting new to this uh, social media thing. (laughs) And likewise, go to www.demiandcompany.com. So thank you again for joining us. And until next time, let's talk it out.